Welcome to the Super Senpai Podcast. This is a bi-weekly, episodic, tokusatsu-related podcast where we're hecka excited about mecha. I'm Pat. And I'm Grant. And we are back once again trying to stick to that good schedule. Watch some more toku this month. How you doing, Pat? Mm-hmm. I am good. Just got done... No, actually, this is a little while ago already. Uh, recently finished up Gridman, so I'm kind of buzzing on that. Yeah, I literally finished it before we got on here, so uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> still still buzzing on it too. What did you think about it? I had an excellent time. Uh, my wife actually sat with me on this one because I was like, "Oh, am I just gonna watch this one myself?" And then she actually tagged along, and oh, cool. the whole time we were just like, "Ooh, what's gonna happen? Ooh, what's gonna happen?" And <laughs> uh, now, does she normally watch Toku stuff with you? Yeah, yes um <laughs> the ones I actually commit to i should say um, okay and maybe more recently is a better way to say it uh, okay yeah so she enjoyed it too yes well this was almost like i mean it was uh it's it, it is a toku anime and also a giant robot anime which is sort of atypical for what we'd be watching so mm-hmm. it's cool i mean it was cool it was dope i definitely think you can call it anime and call it tokusatsu and not be wrong like you know right. it's yeah exactly it's, exactly yeah you know it, it's it's very textually and metatextually a love letter to toku and is framed around a lot of the same stuff but obviously is you know done with mostly hand-drawn or cg animation so you know yeah but, and then um, like I'm, I'm sure we'll have to get into this further on another episode or something i don't know mm-hmm. but their commitment to selling it as a toku thing is as in it in its aesthetic and its cinematography was just so like my jaw dropped frequently mm-hmm. and that very yeah. last episode like there's a moment where i was just like that was a smile on my face like i just mm. i was just like oh you did it you did oh <laughs> my god like just joy yeah it was it was really special i mean even just little things like they keep going well in an ultra series here's what would happen like that mm-hmm. like, like it, it just right. feels good to hear that so and it seems to have yeah, been yeah. relatively popular i think not only because it was uh you know, it's a good looking show, but it, with Trigger, you know, working on it, I think a lot of eyeballs were on it that normally would not even give a giant monster show the time of day. So <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were going to say with giant, but yes, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just most people would not watch Mecca or giant monsters. But because it was Trigger, I think of mm. a, a sizable percentage of the anime community tuned in that otherwise might not have been. So mm-hmm. I'm glad for that, certainly. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm glad I finally got a chance to got a chance to watch it because it was on my list. But I didn't want to, you know, I was still finishing up Yu Yu Hakusho last year. I did not want to mm-hmm. divert my path any more than I had trying to finish up Yu Yu Hakusho. So, uh, yeah. So you been watching anything else like legitimate <clears throat> capital T Tokusatsu? <laughs> uh, no, but I have Tokusatsu Gagaga ga, ga on the queue. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. And I'm, really excited to start that because i love the manga and i just seeing it brought to life the screen caps are oh, 
this is the one where like the main character she's like a huge fangirl for super sentai and tokusatsu and stuff like that correct yes yeah i I don't all i know is that much of the premise and i really really want to see it and read it and all that so uh now is it is it currently airing it just came out yeah from what i understand there's only one maybe two episodes out okay um but it is a drama so the length of the episode is a bit longer um the first episode's like 43 minutes i think double the length of a toku episode sure more like uh amazon writers or whatever the the hour-long the the series that's on amazon prime that's each episode is like an hour long or what have you or 40 minutes or however you want to put it yeah yeah um i don't the thing that's just the most enchanting about this is that they actually went ahead and like designed like did full suits for the 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 super sentai-ish series that she's a big fan of within oh that's within the series yeah and it's sort of it's one of those things where they serve as a metaphor for her own courage or for to reinforce whatever like feeling she has mm-hmm. and so then the suit actors will show up like just in the background or to cheer her on or whatever it is and i think that actually does happen like that's what happens in the manga and i think that that, tr- that transition into the, the drama uh from the screen caps that i've seen so i'm like oh that's boy, really it's gonna be good that's great yeah. now um uh is this a toei production or i'm not sure okay that'd be interesting if they could do that too Hmm. speaking of suit actors uh there was something that popped up on twitter that i wanted to mention before we get into what toku i've been watching um somebody mentioned that uh since we've been watching lupin ranger versus pat ranger still uh, the police officer that keichiro pat red the like the police officer that he that he idolizes from his youth is the, the actor who plays that character is the suit actor for Pat Red, which is, I just think that's really special and kind of wonderful, so. <laughs> yeah, that's a really sweet nod, and I believe, I want to say that was Evil Space Whale that did it, that yes. said that? Yes, just really, really cool little bit of trivia that it just, one of those, one of those really nice little, like, ah, warm fuzzies. Yeah, yeah, that's a really cool way to put them, put the suit actor into the show. Mm-hmm. Have you been watching anything else, Toku-wise, or anything like that? I don't think so. Well, for myself, uh, I've not been... Watching Gridman was was the big one. Uh, I've still been keeping up with Kaku Ranger. I'm about 20 episodes in now. Hmm. It is a really fun ride. Uh, of course, it's it, it, it's Sentai, so it's at, at times just ridiculously irreverent and silly. And other times, like... It, almost like you know existentially terrifying or, or really dramatic so it's it's hitting a lot of my switches i'm really really enjoying it so far it's uh it has one of my favorite tropes in sentai which is the evil ranger team you know the the villain ranger team hmm. in this it's the uh they're like uh it's an all-female evil team and they're like the flower ninja clan i believe or the flower ninja rangers something like that uh and they have their own suit designs that are distinct from the main cast suit designs uh and they're a fun i just always love evil ranger teams i just you know i always think that works really well specifically because they get to do a sort of a different aesthetic with the suits and so that's been that's been a lot of fun but it's still completely and utterly ridiculous uh and very silly in the ways that all good toku is so i've been really enjoying that and my kuga watch has slowed down a little bit because i was trying to watch Gridman, so i'll be picking that back up again soon i think that's pretty much it haven't watched any more magic or uh mystic force need to watch some more of that too so cleaning house on on seasonal anime stuff so <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so do we want to go ahead and jump into the episodes? Uh, so this episode, we are we are going to watch 35 together. So we're going to talk a little bit about 33 right. and 34 before we get into that. Was there anything that stood out to you or any, or any favorite moments or anything like that from those two episodes? So 33 was when they get turned into kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then 34, what was it again? 34 was the one with the Lupin Magnum and the gun Kaijin. That's right. That's right. Gun collector, uh, Lupin Red gets another upgrade. <laughs> yep, yet another. <laughs> uh, things that stood out to me, being crafty kids, I guess, is always, it's always, ah, that one can be weird, but I thought it was fun this time because mm-hmm. they, they got to sort of play childish pranks or tricks on the Pat Rangers. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, Kogure's disguises. <laughs> the bits that they did with the disguise, like one where he like kind of steals the gun back and then kind of zips away. But like you can see him in the distance that it doesn't catch and he just falls into the trees. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then uh, him disguising himself as their mother, which is just one, it was super weird, but also like, <laughs> like they just kind of cut away from Patren Sango mm-hmm. or Patren Pink. <laughs> it was like, okay, all right. We got it. He, he's he's a master of disguise. Yeah. Um, anytime that sort of Lupin mask gimmick gets pulled in, it's always fun. I think the, the in addition to everything that you said, getting to see the tricky kids and, and play on um, the Pat Rangers a little bit, I think that the monster design was particularly unique. I don't know if I've ever seen a kaijin that has a, a nest on its head full of baby birds that shoots like purple youth eggs. But that was <laughs> that was certainly new for me. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. And uh, let's see. So 34, I think the nice thing about 34, I mean, yeah, it's another upgrade for red. But I think 34, I really enjoy the monster design on this one too. Because I think the most of it was just kind of whatever. His his little like uh, Gears of War power where he could summon a wall was was you know, was neat. But really the, <laughs> the, the clincher was that the, the wolf bonehead shoulder. That played into how yeah. they sort of helped defeat him in the in the giant robot fight. I thought that was really really great. Um, and I think the moments where the Lupin Rangers have to come like face to face with illusions of the people they're fighting to save and have to like hold them at gunpoint, like I thought was pretty intense uh, for me at least. Mm. So I thought it was pretty mm-hmm. emotional high point for the series. Yeah. Oh, that was what it was. So like I appreciated that um, Kyrie was like. This ain't gonna stop me. And he shoots. Like, yeah. like, oh jeez. Um, like, I'll nice shoot try. a basketball goal. I don't even care. He doesn't even. He doesn't even land it. It's just like, uh, whatever. Okay. They're like, don't don't worry about taking too many shots here. This isn't the focus. Like, if he yeah. got it, they would have kept it. I think that was that. Maybe that was part of filming it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but then the other thing was, I was. I don't want to say let down. I don't want to. It's not that strong, but definitely when we found out what the trap was, I was like, "Oh, are we gonna get to see what uh, Lupin X's deal is? Like, are we gonna see what uh, Noel's secret fears or whatever he lost is?" Mm-hmm. And then, no, no, we didn't. But it's yeah. sort of reinforcing one that he has that, and two that he wasn't able to overcome that. Because he got stuck in the trap, right? Right, he did. He did. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. I agree. That was kind of a... Hmm. But, and I, I, I think the making it a red power-up was maybe not my favorite decision. Because I think he's got a few floating around already. But, say mm-hmm. So, 
Um, all right, so uh, we're ready to watch 35. Anything else before we hop in and watch it? Nope, let's do it. All right, let's do this thing. この番組はタノシートキオキクリグループPRTとザコミックフィンドとご覧のスポンサーのお提供でお送りします。And we're back. Excellent. I had such a good time with this episode. I know. That was a really oh fun episode. Okay, so quick recap. Uh, this time we had I can't remember, Doryun. We had a monster that would split people up into sort of their base kind of person and then make copies of them that were their good and bad parts of them, which I guess in this case didn't necessarily mean that they were good and evil. It was just kind of like their maybe exaggerations of their good and bad traits. Which uh, a bunch of bystanders got hit by it, and then during the fight, Kogre got hit uh, by it. Yes, the main crux of the episode. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it turned out if they didn't get put together after a certain amount of time, all three of them would die. And so, unfortunately, the Pat Rangers were kind of like a bunch of civilians got hit with it, and so their off-screen duty was to recover all of them, while the Lupin Rangers were trying to find Kogure's parts and then put him back together, uh, which split into like a guy that was like way too helpful to the point where he was like putting himself in danger mm-hmm. and just like getting dirty because he was always on the ground helping helping everybody. So helpful to a fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then his bad boy was it wasn't really that bad, but it was just kind of like uh like a a comical biker boy. <laughs> Like from God, I don't know, like the seventies or right, something. Right, right. Like just uh, rough. I think he called it a roughneck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they 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 track down. They end up tracking down the monster. Kogure himself runs off to do it because he felt bad about putting all this work and all this pressure on the Lupin Rangers, and then gets hurt in the process. But that also he also did locate him because he was like going through a bunch of underground systems and was hard to find, and. After they have a little showdown, they have a speech about, or just talk about, hey, man, you don't got to push yourself so hard. Um, we appreciate you. Which <laughs> is real nice. And um, the highlight of the episode is that it turns out Lupin Magnum is like a mini robot yeah, that they kind of, like a remote mini robot that he sent to chase uh, Doryun through the tunnels and then I, I don't know. I had, that was just great. That was super cool. Um, Agreed. They eject him out into the open air, kick him out of the underground, and then um, Lupin Kaiser comes and beats the crap out of him. And I think they get a little bit closer to Kogre. I think I think that covers it, right? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty impressed with this one. Coming out of 34, I was hmm. almost like, uh, if only we talked about 34. I felt like there was a lot more to talk about in that one than usual mm-hmm. and i was like geez i hope mm-hmm. we don't just get something a little more i guess run of the mill because 34 felt so heavy but this was a really really fun episode for a lot of different reasons i thought what about yourself did you think it was uh i guess how did you feel about this one i had i mean i it was great like i was maybe i was hoping to find out a little bit more of kogre's motivations but i feel like growing close to him was sort of what you would got what we got out of it and also i mean i'm just thrilled like i'm i'm not like oh i need all the toys for this or anything like that usually but i may might maybe have to track down a lupon magnum bot yeah. because that was like even like a small one because i was i wasn't expecting to see that and i was like whoa like yeah. that's cool like <laughs> i um 
I gotta agree. You know, I mean, this the whole point of these episodes. I mean, we all know Toku's about selling toys. This episode was about really selling mm. that toy, uh, but they really sold that toy. It was really cool. I'm always a fan of the sort of, uh, I don't want to call them, you know, mini mechs, but this sort of, the, the, anytime there's like size differences and stuff like that, I think it's interesting. Mm. I always like, uh, I'm always a fan of hard suits. This thing was mostly a hard suit. It got really cool moments where it got yeah. to like slide through, you know, skating, firing its twin guns and I mean, that's it's pretty cool. And then it also gets to Megatron style, turn into the gun for Lupin Kaiser. I mean, it, and it's just got a good look and it's sort of implied that it's it's automated. It's its own sort of mini robot, which I guess is similar to... There was another... Was, I, the, the one that jumps to mind is the one in O-Ranger, I think. I think there was a little mini one in O-Ranger, wasn't there? Am I making that up? I want to say yes, but I don't know for sure. But I, lo- I just, I always, I love that. I think that's really great. Yeah, and it was, since it was a hard suit for the most part, and uh, we got to see it be really cool. That was just a, that was a real big highlight for the episode. But I think the rest of it was, was well done too. Uh, I think the four as... I don't want to call this monster's power basic. It wasn't particularly flashy. He shoots lasers out of his eyes, you know, I mean, whatever. But this mm-hmm. uh, Driun, I guess was his name, had a lot of a lot of character. He was a really fun kaiju. I'm, I'm genuinely sad that he's not a more regular presence on the show. Hmm. I kind of get what you mean, like what he was, they, they called him like an introvert and they were surprised that he actually came out for this. And he was like even regretful at the end, just like, I should have, I, I should have stayed an introvert or like just <laughs> like final words there i think um for, he wasn't really a particularly unique design either i mean he was cool looking but he's basically just a dude with a you know drill nose and a, a bulldozer arm which is wild for most series but for tokusatsu is is rather tame so i think he had a lot of personality and him uh getting turned into a giant underground was mm. you know that was a big kind of like oh what are they going to do here and then he goes further underground i thought that was a nice you know kind of bait and switch type thing that was a lot of fun Oh yeah, yeah, and then yeah, that that just shot of he's just like crouched, or he's what do you call it, like in child's pose or something. Yeah, he's like laying down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like and then uh, even Gosh, I think for a moment was like, oh geez, like <laughs> is, is this it? <laughs> oh, uh, another thing that I thought was, I mean, it was almost more of a throwaway line, but during the scene at the Gangler HQ, and they may have mentioned this in the past, and I missed it, but. The boss specifically mentioned, he was talking about Dryun and talking about how, like, this is the kind of moxie you need for a succession contest. So, Mm. as far as I'm aware, that's the first time we've been told, like, okay, they're all competing to secede the Dawn. Like, that's their motivation. Mm -hmm. Like, and he made it, like, you know, this is just, you know, what English do or whatever. But as far as I know, that's our first real insight into what their plan is. And that seems to be to earn the title of the Dawn he's retiring or or whatever so and again maybe i missed that earlier but i think like finally we got we we know what they're doing we know what they're after yeah i think that's the first time they were explicit about it because i think we could kind of infer that before true um that there's they're doing this because they want to curry favor with Mm -hmm. him for whatever Mm -hmm. reason but it seems to me like uh either destra or gauche would be trying to succeed him but it it's almost like they are raising a successor that they would serve or i don't know i'm not sure yeah no i think that's i think it's very much the case like we you could infer that and now we can sort of like say like no definitely this is what they're after so mm-hmm. yeah no i thought this was good it had a lot of you know and we, we talked about this a little bit during the episode but always a fan of 
body switch episodes or personality altering episodes not because they necessarily make a lot of sense but they give your actors and actresses an opportunity to sort of play a little bit outside of type especially in the shorter shows because in your 20 and 30 minute programs a lot of times anybody other than your leads don't really get a chance to flex a lot of range they have to sort of stick to an archetype so you know getting to see Mm -hmm. say kogare's actor get to act and be three different versions of himself and that sort of thing you know it's always good i I welcome that certainly yeah yeah and we did last time we got to see something like this and that was a lot of that was a lot of fun so seeing it again and not only getting the the sort of well really it was the bad boy that was appealing because he was just so so over the top, <laughs> like, you know yeah and that like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah that was really fun that was really fun so yeah and this one man just overall oh in the um the lupon magnum attack We've seen it in the past, but this one felt, uh, I mean, the past, we saw it last episode. This one definitely felt a little bit different. It had more, like you mentioned when we were watching it, he blew that big hole in Drian when he fired it. Uh, oh, which yeah. I don't remember seeing that in the last time, but it had, it almost reminded me of like Outlaw Star, like caster shells. Like, oh, it was a really cool mm-hmm. effect. Yeah. That, yeah, I really, I, re- I really was, I dug, I dug that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Any other thoughts or anything on the episode before we go to our Twitter questions? Nope. I got nothing else. I guess my only closing thought is I feel like this was a really strong string of episodes. I mean, I know we're in the latter third-ish of the show. So, I mean, we're obviously, you know, it's time to start ramping up and really delivering and hitting home on some topics. But still, it's 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 been really good. So, um, I know uh, we, we have been relatively positive on this show versus what, uh, you know, and I don't know what, what the general opinion is, but I've, I feel like some of the twitter discussion of it in our bubble has been a little more muted a little more meh a little more whatever uh, nobody seems to hate it but nobody seems to really really love it but I, I really like this this trio of episodes for sure so we only have the one twitter question tonight uh comes to us from uh, my buddy tom <laughs> he asks i bought the 20 year anniversary dvd set for power rangers the the head one uh and i have watched zero episodes of power rangers since then money well spent question mark <laughs> <laughs> so i need to look up the 20th anniversary power rangers dvd set and see what all it contains really quickly so this is the one that comes in a giant head locate it the legacy collection in the head so this contains seasons one through 20 wow let me look at power rangers seasons one through 20 i mean that's a lot Season 20 would put it at Megaforce, according to Wikipedia. Well, what? Yeah. So, that is a lot of Power Rangers. Yeah, if uh, I'm not going to lie. If you have the 20-year anniversary one and you haven't touched it, Tom, I, you that is money poorly spent. Because I happen to be a really big fan of basically everything from In Space onward. Uh, at least, you know, I'm, I'm up to Mystic Force, but I think... Some of the stuff in there is really top shelf uh, toku, no matter how you slice it. So I do think that's money poorly spent. Now, if you're just thinking of Mighty Morphin, well, you know. <laughs> so I'm not 100% sure what this is. Can you tell me oh, what, what we're talking about I'm sorry. About uh, there is a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Legacy Collection from Shout Factory, I believe. And it is a DVD uh-huh. set that contains the first 20 seasons of power rangers oh and he has yet to crack it open so i'm 
of the opinion that that is money poorly spent because I, do, I mean, I, I tend to be on the Power Rangers defense team anyway. I tend to to sort of go to go to bat for it. I, I know it's not perfect, and I know it is often the lesser interpretation, but particularly the what we'd probably consider the middle part of the run. I feel like it's kind of like once you hit in space you're kind of good for like a solid decade at least of just like really good quality stuff person that's my personal opinion and some of the best stuff the franchise has done so gee whiz okay yeah i had to look it up to see like exactly what we're talking about here that's i mean if you haven't watched it you still can so i'm gonna say that it's not necessarily money poorly that's spent true. um <laughs> That means it's available to you. That's true. Right? <laughs> Whether or not you have internet access, as long as you have a whatever DVD. Yeah. I think it's a DVD player. Um, and it's a cool, like, thing to have on a shelf. Like, as long as it's being displayed. Now, if it's in a box somewhere and nobody can see it, maybe. Well, maybe He not. specifically said, and he showed a picture where it is on the shelf, hidden by other cases. So, poor, poor Red Ranger helmet is tucked away. Where uh, no one can see. C minus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's Balkan skull music. It's <laughs> on a shelf, but nobody can see it. <laughs> yeah, so you at yeah. least splay it, my man. At least put it out there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that was all for our Twitter questions. All for our Twitter questions, but mm-hmm. uh, thanks, thanks, Tom, for sending that in. It was definitely a funny one. Um, this was a good, this was, this was good. I really enjoyed these episodes, so uh, looking forward to the next batch. Yeah, I hope the next batch doesn't totally spoil the mood and ruin everything. <laughs> right? Impossible. Sheesh. No way. No way, right? right? I have no, no idea. I'm just saying things. <laughs> You're just setting us up to be destroyed. <laughs> Can you believe they all die in the next oh, two episodes? No. Not the ones we're reviewing on mic? Oh, no. Why? Oh. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and as always, this is, this is a lot of fun uh, to do. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you man for coming on Aww, and thank you. hanging out with me on this and i appreciate you listening right now yeah definitely as you listen to us talk definitely really appreciate listeners i feel like you know we, we're still not even a year old which is kind of wild to think about uh for the pod but i feel like we have uh, a lot of a lot of good people listening a lot of good people supporting the show and i really really appreciate that so mm-hmm. and yeah always always glad to be here with you pat we are a good strong alliance and to you <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Oh, boy. Thanks for tuning in to the Super Senpai Podcast. We'll notice you again next time. Super Super Senpai Senpai Podcast. Podcast!